When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Buy Low, Sell High Show. We'll talk a little bit about some sales, but for the most part, we're going to dig into the Buy Lows. The guys I think you should go get right now before week number... Look, Mom. Two hands. Six. Week number six begins. And and honestly, I could go through a long list of names. You know, St. Brown probably even, even needs to be added to this list. In fact, I'll add him to the list before we jump into the next scene. But I'm going to say... No, let's do it live. Let's do it live. You know what? This video is going to be totally unedited. I'm not going to edit a single thing. We're just going to roll with it uh, live. St. Brown's on the list. We'll put him over here. I'm looking down a long list of names. Maybe T. Higgins needs to be added to this list. Let's put Higgins on here. Higgins. We've got St. Brown. We've got JT Pittman, Jamar Chase, Kenneth Walker. Even though he's rising, people are still maybe unsure what they have. They might be willing to trade him away. Aaron Jones at the right price. I don't I don't love Aaron Jones at the wrong price, but I love him at the right price. Pittman, I love at his locked-in low value right now. Undervalued dude right now, walking into the remainder of the season. ETN kind of as well. You know, we can put ETN on this list. Even though ETN is rising up a lot of people's, you know, expectation, uh, you know, rankings. We definitely feel like we can get a lot more out of him than people are expecting. I think ETN could potentially become a top 12 PPR running back almost instantly. He's got some risk, but I think for the most part, the the upside far outweighs the risk. And I think people being a little unsure of what was to come, might they might be willing to trade him. These are my top buy lowest. Brees Hall, you can't buy low anymore. That That's gone. Um, Eckler, you can't buy low anymore. He was a couple weeks back. My number one goal get the, uh, a couple weeks ago that's winning leagues right now. Um, past Kyle Pitts. I know everyone's going to say, Kyle Pitts, Smitty, are you crazy? Are you out of your mind, Kyle Pitts? You're still on this Kyle Pitts thing. Look, he's free. He's practically free right now. And if you think that Ritter coming in isn't going to spark some interest in and, uh, and people believing in this kid again, you're out of your mind. Grab him, even if you're stashing him. I'm looking down the rankings right now, doing this live, no edits. These are the top guys heading into week number six. And you know what? Since we're live, I got to do a live. I got to do the live intro. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty. Take a laugh. Now, this isn't actually a live show, so I got to take this off. Uh, this is a live premiere. But the whole thing I'm doing a one, a one shot Willie. I'm just I'm not going to do any edits. Just going to upload it one shot Willie, and uh, and we're going to start off with my boy JT. JT is the best buy low in fantasy football right now. Plain and simple. There's just no equivocation, no no stuttering. Am I being clear when I say JT is the best go get because you're buying him at low round two equivalent value. And he could be the number one overall player going forward still. You could say, oh, the offensive line is garbage. 
you could say, oh my God, Smitty, he's been slumping. Oh my God, Smitty, he's injured. Maybe he's hampered this week. We don't really know. There are some some red flags on the table, okay? There's red flags sitting in front of us, but at second round value, are we really worried? Are we really complaining about value that totally feels 100% baked in? in. There's nothing to fear when you're acquiring him as a second round player, late second round player. If he rebounds, you win your league. If he doesn't rebound, you're getting exactly what you're putting in. There's no risk. And if you have a Chubb or you have a player like Barkley, and I'm not saying to trade somebody if everything's working good, don't try and fix what isn't broken. Although your door should always be open to an offer because someone could come in and give you an offer you can't refuse. But I'm not going shopping or trying to mess up what's working if I'm 5-0 and or 4-1 and and I have a baller team. Maybe you're 4-1 and St. Brown's still on your bench right now or Swift and you're 4-1. and Then you're fine. You're fine. But if you are 3 Three wins, two wins, one win, zero wins, and you got J- and you don't have uh, and you have Chubb and you don't have JT. You have Chubb or you have Barkley and you got two wins because you've been hit by injury all over the place. You might have to go trading to solve your problems. And trading Chubb for JT and getting a Pittman might be just what the doctor ordered. Those are the people that need to trade Chubb and trade a Jefferson and trade a player that most people would say don't trade him, don't trade him. You might have to. Pittman is a amazing buy low right now because this guy was overdrafted by everybody. I told everybody to stay away from Pittman at late second, early third, even late third round value. I was barely drafting him in round four. And, and even then I was like, this is about where he deserves to be. This isn't a bargain. And yet everybody kept drafting this kid high. Well, guess what? It's, for, it's foreclosure season. And as people start foreclosing on these players, you're going to come in and get them at value that's less than the fourth round value that I told you was fair market value in the offseason. This guy's got low end wide receiver one potential. You can swoop in and get this kid at a steal right now. At an absolute steal. You can get him in throw-ins. This is Gabe Davis from last week. I told you to get Gabe Davis before Gabe Davis bounced back. Now... I'm telling you to go get Michael Pittman before he does what Gabe Davis does. The 180 turnaround. And you can get him thrown into deals like I just mentioned. JT and Pittman for your chub, for your one player. Go do it. Wide receiver one, bounce back. At least to the low end degree. Or he'll become Gabe Davis. Ultra high end wide receiver two. They can have cups of coffee with the, the wide receiver ones on plenty of occasions. And now we go to Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Look, I understand you're worried about him. You're worried about Burrow. We haven't seen what we want to see. Higgins has been in and out of the lineup. We'll talk about him in a second, but I'm telling you right now, I absolutely love Jamar Chase. I think Jamar Chase could score, even though he's been slumping, even with his slumping, he could have 15 total TDs at the end of the year. This is a guy that can he could accumulate three TDs in multiple games throughout the year. He could have 15 touchdowns at the end of the year. And I think if you buy him now, you can win your league. He did this last year. I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, Smitty, what do I do? Do I give up on him? Do I give up on him? And he was having that bad of a, of a, a stint of games. And I said, buy him. Buy him. Hold him. Buy him. And he did go through a, a painful streak of games where he didn't 
do anything. But then what did he do? He won people leagues when it mattered. And I believe that's going to happen again. Go get Jamar Chase. Kenneth Walker, uh, again, as I mentioned at the top, we don't know what his owners are thinking. If his owners are like, look, I've been waiting on this kid. I'm not trading him for anything. You're not going to get him for for, for uh, uh, anything that's reasonable. But I will say that Kenneth Walker has the potential to be a top 6-10 to 10 running back go forward. You don't want to pay that price tag because if it doesn't work out, it can burn you. You don't want to fly too close to the sun. You will get burned. However, this kid feels like it's a mixed bag out there. People that own him aren't sure what they have, or they or they feel like they've got a you know a, a sleeping giant that's about to explode. You just got to test the waters. If somebody out there might trade you a Najee Harris straight up, or trade for your Najee Harris for Walker, you got to do it. You have, and we'll talk about Najee at the end. He's the biggest sell high, and I won't talk about too many sells today. It's going to mostly be buys, but Najee is the biggest sell. In fact, we might as well put that on here right here. And, and, and hit it right now because I mean it's so relevant to this conversation the one cell the one cell and we'll put a big red X next to his name is Najee Harris because this guy feels like he's not only this week facing an impossible task going against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense but it's like it feels like an uphill battle an impossible task for him to do well anyway, no matter what matchup he's looking at. The offensive line, just the game flow, the opportunities, the the lack of explosion, which I believe is still related to his foot, which after week one, I admit I liked him going into week one, but as soon as week one concluded and he was bent backwards with the leg, I said get rid of him, and I've been beating a dead horse ever since, and people aren't listening. You got to get rid of him. This might be the last opportunity. If he has another horrible game, I don't think you're getting a Kenny Walker straight up. I don't think you could even sniff an A.J. Brown straight up. I don't think you could get a Pittman and a Higgins or maybe a Pittman and an ETN for Najee. I don't think you're touching any of that if he comes out and has another dud performance. So Najee Harris, completely sell high. The rest of these guys are 100% buys, but Najee Harris, I am staying clear from and walker you might be able to get using your Najee, and this would be the last week you can do it i'm all about buying walker if the price is right aaron jones i'm going and getting aaron jones if the price is right what's the right price smitty uh i don't know i would say low 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 end running back to value i've seen him be given away at high end flex value do, do I think you should pay anything remotely close to his second round equivalent draft day value? Absolutely not. We're talking about late third, early fourth round potential value. Where it gets intriguing is when you have like a tight end like Higby and you picked up Taysom Hill and now you have that, oh, I can solve your tight end problems, John. Let me give you Higby and then I'll give you, you know, Mostert and then this wide receiver that's doing well, you give me Aaron Jones. That's the kind of Aaron Jones buying low that I like. The creative stuff that you can't even really, it's unorthodox. If you're going to go one for one, let me give you my player for your Aaron Jones. You're going to run into problems where people don't, they, they start reflecting back and tying the draft day value to them. But if you confuse them, the psychology and fantasy football, let me give you this guy I picked up that you can't properly evaluate because even if it's Taysom Hill, you have Higby and you want to trade Taysom Hill. That's fine too. Kind of like Taysom Hill right now more than Higby. But if you were to trade 
Taysom Hill. You're selling that that uh, that fun. This is the this is fun Taysom Hill, like hip, cool hip gym. You remember uh, American Pie? Uh, cool hip gym. Okay, you're sending Taysom Hill out there. Okay, and you're selling something that he can't. He's confused. He doesn't know how to evaluate it. He can't tie anything to it. And so, therefore, he's willing and capable of overvaluing Taysom Hill. Not that Taysom Hill is not going to deliver, but that confuses the situation in the evaluation process. That's how you get Aaron Jones cheap. Other than that, I'm not going near him. So he's a unique case here of a buy low. And and St. Brown, look, St. Brown's a top 6 to 10 wide receiver the minute he's back. And I know he's not out there right now. He's on a bye week, and you're unsure what you're going to get coming out of the week six bye because in week five, he came back and didn't do anything. Is he hampered? Is it is it a true high ankle? What's going on with his his injury? But I'll tell you this. This guy's hungry. This guy's the real deal. Jamison Williams, although I like him a lot, isn't coming in as a rookie with an ACL recovery and taking anything away from St. Brown. St. Brown is here to explode. That's what he was born to do. And I'm buying him low at any ch- any chance I get. And if I'm ke- if I can get rid of a, a a high end wide receiver too, or maybe a CD Lamb for St. Brown, I'm doing that. Najee Harris for St. Brown, I'd give up more if I had to. If I'm sitting on Mostert, Curtis Samuel, uh, J. Rob, any of those components, I got the Taysom Hill Higby combo because I picked up Hill and I listened to Smitty. Then I'm trading one of my tight ends with Najee to get the St. Brown deal done. You will not get rid of Najee again at this value. This is your last opportunity. I'm warning you. I'm warning you. And St. Brown, last opportunity to buy low. I'm warning you. Actually, you might have next week because of the bye week. But I think because people are sitting on St. Brown with the confusion. Here's the key. If you're four wins, even if you're a three-win team... You have an opportunity to not only come in and save the St. Brown owner from having him out for a bye, a bye week, but also potentially he could come back hampered. There's It's twofold. If you wait until after this week starts and you don't take advantage of gifting this owner a piece and player they can use now while St. Brown's on a bye, St. Brown's, St. Brown's value goes up. As soon as kickoff happens, St. Brown goes up a little bit. Just a little bit because now the owner isn't waiting on the bye week. Who wants to sit through a bye week, wait through the bye week, and then trade a player to somebody else? Say, hey, I waited through the bye week. Here you go. So actually, you know what? Strike that. It's not going to go up a little bit. It's going to go up a lot because the owner is going to feel invested at that point. I already invested my bye week. Why would I give you St. Brown? Yeah, honestly, we're doing it live. This is my live reaction. I'm correcting myself. I think his value actually goes up a ton because of that thinking. So now is the time to buy St. Brown, not next week, even though he hasn't he isn't going to play. Plus, there might be news that he's looking almost 100% off the ankle, and then his value goes up even more. Strike now on St. Brown. Correct myself. Higgins. I like Higgins a lot. He's always injured. You got to be careful buying him. He's always banged up. There's something going on with him constantly. But... I think he's got good value. He disappointed his owners so badly last week. They're burned. They feel they feel offended. They want to break up with him. So make sure you go poking around at Higgins. If you have a CD Lamb, maybe Higgins and Pittman. Maybe Higgins and a player you could get for for CD Lamb. Who I I don't want to necessarily say I'm 
selling lamb no matter what, but I'm feeling a little bit of inconsistency on the on the uh, on the way for for lamb. I like him. I just think now is a good time to sell. Doesn't mean he can't do well. It doesn't mean he'll do well and have some okay games and then do well. He'll do well. He's not going to bust or anything. But I do feel like there's some inconsistency that right now feels like you can sell him without factoring that in. And so for that, I would go after Higgins and a player. I'd definitely get something else because Higgins is so frustrating to his owners last week, playing and then not playing, that, that, that anybody's willing to... To, to, to get rid of him at the right interesting price. ETN, look, dude dude is on the radar. Everyone knows he's coming. And and it was a little bit of a rough week one, two, and three with people coming at me left and right. Smitty, I told you, you're so wrong about J-Rob. Are, are you going to eat your words about J-Rob, Smitty? Don't you feel stupid, Smitty? I don't. Because I used my eyeballs and I watched the games. He averaged 3.8 yards per carry for weeks one. Week two, he had the big long touchdown in week three that my grandma could have ran in. And 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 he didn't even look great running it. Everyone's like, did you see how good he looked? He didn't look good. He looked hobbled. When he ran it, he was, just, it was wide open. It was wide. That touchdown run was wide open. It, and ETNs looked better. And, and, I, and I know everybody was really excited about it. And granted, I, I feel like... I can't believe he's out there doing what he's doing. I'm not saying he's doing it well. It's all 3.8 yards per carry looking. But he's out there doing it. And for that re- that I'm wrong. But I, I believe he did have like a partial tear. So we're going to look into that in the offseason. Is there a better chance of recovery from a partial tear? Akers looks awful. I, I think I feel pretty vindicated on the torn Achilles first year back. Is it, you don't, You're not, you're not going to look good. J-Rob doesn't look good. He's scoring touchdowns. That is producing, but he doesn't look good. Akers and him don't look good. ETN looks good. And ETN is going to become a a more vital part of the offense as he's evolving and getting more comfortable. Remember, this is kind of like his rookie year in a way because he didn't play at all last year. And him and his former college quarterback, T-Law, Trevor Lawrence, Law Dog, who's been looking good at times this year, they're developing too together. And, and, and I think ETN's about to open up and become a top 12 PPR running back going forward. And then the final player here, Kyle uh, Pitts, you know, it's going to be, you're, I'm going to get mixed reactions on this. I'm giving up on him. I'm giving, look, in Dynasty, go get him for sure. Okay, there's everything's going to be okay in Dynasty. In Redraft, I believe it's very simple, and it's going to look very simple in hindsight. Like, Ritter, oh my God, maybe another quarterback coming in where there's more passing yards to go around. Gee, I wonder if that's the problem. I wonder if that's the problem. If you get Kyle Pitts in a throw-in, you do some kind of one-for-one trade, and you get Pitts thrown in, and you can put him on your bench right now. Later on, I firmly believe that after you get Kyle Pitts for free, and you listen to me on this, and you stop arguing about whether he's doing bad or how bad the offense looks, or Marietta throws for 70 yards, how could he? Of course, that's that's why he's doing bad. I get it. That needs to solve itself for Pitts to do well. I understand what time it is. I understand the assignment. If his situation changes, and I, I believe it will, then he's going to bounce back so hardcore that if he's in a throw-in, if you're getting him for free later on, In hindsight, people will say, maybe we should have pressed the veto police button. King 25, code 428. Dispatch veto. Popo. Popo has been dispatched. King 25 out. 
that's how good he's going to look in hindsight in a throw-in capacity as a throwing component in a trade. I appreciate every single one of you. Thank you for watching the Fantasy Football Show. Buy low, sell high video. We did this all in a one-take willy, not one edit. Uh, I hope you appreciate how 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 amazing that was. How amazing you are. I work for you. I'm live Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. That means that, yes, I will be live. Where's my, my button for this? I will be live here shortly um, at, at 4 p.m. my time, 7 p.m. Eastern. I'm live every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then live whenever news breaks. And then I'm live at the Graveyard Times, midnight, um, pretty much every other night or more than that. I go live more than anybody you know, and I work for you. Appreciate everybody. Peace out. This is the Fantasy Football Show with your host, Smitty.